Last month, you might remember, I published a letter in the bulletin talking about some changes we were making in the Pastoral Council and some new, new initiatives that we were undertaking. When I met with the Pastoral Council last week, they asked that I talk about these things during my homily this weekend, and I agreed that was a very important way to use the homily. But I don't have time to write two homilies in a week, and so today you are getting an extemporaneous homily. It's been a while since I've preached a Sunday homily without a text, so I apologize if it whines or if it doesn't land as cleanly as I like it to. So, what is the change that we're undergoing in the Pastoral Council? I asked the council to focus less on medium-type decisions that the parish has to make, and instead become a lot more focused on the future of the parish. What does the future of Sacred Heart look like? Now, I did this also at St. Charles, so this isn't necessarily specific to you, although we'll get to how it's specific to you later in the homily. But for now, I just ask this pastoral council and the pastoral council at St. Charles to look to the future. What are the places in which our parish can grow? Where is God calling us to grow? Now, why is it important that the pastoral council be a future-looking institution. The reason is because complacency is the great enemy. Now, if you read my actual homily online, you'll see other interpretations of this. But if we look to our gospel, for example, Jesus is saying, Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. I think it's enough for just to reflect on that. Why are the rich seemingly cursed by Christ here? It is not because they are rich. It is because they have already received their consolation. In a sense, they are too comfortable. They are happy with things as they are, and they don't need to look to God for their consolation. They don't need to look to prayer or the sacraments or whatever for their consolation. They are consoled. Now, complacency is an enemy enemy for everyone, right? If you are a small business owner, and I know we have a few in here, You know that if an institution, whether it's religious or not, does not look to the future, it will eventually be overtaken by its competitors. Now, in the case of a religious institution, when we become comfortable with how things are, a lot of times the world continues to change around us, right? And that has been no stronger than in the last 60 years. You know, if you think about the differences between, say, America in the 1960s and America today, our, our society has almost turned on its head. But the church oftentimes still has a lot of systems left over from the 1960s. We teach faith formation oftentimes in the same way, and we do a lot of adult faith formation in the same way. The world changes around us. And so we have to be aware of complacency, if only for the fact that we don't want to be responding to things 50 years too late. Now, we're Catholic. We always respond to things 50 years too late. But we don't want to, right? We want to at least try to fight that. But the second reason, I think, is even more important. It's because God is so rich and so deep and so profound, and he has so many things that he wants for us. If we become comfortable, if we become complacent, if we decide that we like things how they are and we just want to maintain them, 
We won't be open to all of the beautiful things that God wants for us. We will be like the rich who have received their consolation. I don't want to receive my consolation yet. I know that God has so much more for me, and I want to rely on God for that. I want to open myself to everything that he has planned for me and for our community. I don't want to say it's good enough. And so I ask the pastoral council to be a future-looking institution, to read books on parish growth, to talk about parish growth initiatives. Now, I've only been at this parish for just under 20 months, but let's say within 20 days of this assignment, everybody was already telling me how much they love Sacred Heart Parish. They love the community, most of all. They love the conversations. They love the people. They love the dynamism. They love the choir. They love the ministries. Good. That's good, right? None of this is to say that what we have is not good enough, right? It is. We have all been blessed by our membership in the Catholic Church in general and in this parish specifically. We have all been blessed by the gifts that everybody here has brought. And our parish is strong. We have very strong stewardship, both of time and of money. We have very strong volunteerism, very strong participation. None of that is wrong. But God is bigger even than that. Right? If you think things are good now... Just wait. Just wait. We can always grow. And if we find the places that God is calling us to grow as a parish, it's going to be even better. That's the promise I make to you. If we engage in this process, it's going to be incredible and amazing. And I don't want us to think that we've plateaued, right? There is so much more that God wants to give us. And it's our job to figure out what that is. Now, This is where our first reading kind of comes into play. We have to be very, very cautious with these parish growth initiatives because, and especially in this community, because so many of us have managed small businesses or large businesses or have been upper-level managers or have done things like this before. I'm dealing with a very strong talent pool here. The problem is the first reading. Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. We are going to be tempted as a parish to treat this like any other growth process, right? To treat this like a business growth process, to treat this like a lot of other processes we've undergone in our own professional lives. Because we're good at it, because a lot of us have already done it. That's fine. But we're a church, And cursed is the one who trusts in human beings. Now, the Pastoral Council already has a lot of good human approaches. We've read books, we've had discussions, we have processes. And you will hear next month about a survey that we're going to ask everybody in the parish to take. So that we can get a baseline. Where are you? How do you feel about the community of the parish? But also... Questions like, do you feel like you have grown in the last 12 months? Do you feel like you've been able to talk about your faith with somebody outside of the church in the last 12 months? Just baselines on some kind of basic metrics of spiritual health. That's a human approach, right? It's going to give us human data, and we're going to make human decisions about it. But that's not where our hope lies. That's not ultimately where this process is leading us. Because, what's the rest of the curse? 
He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. This is describing complacency. We're very happy with how things are now. But I don't think the world's going to be the same in 20 years. And I don't want us to wake up and say, yeah, we just kept doing what we were doing, and now somehow we're in a lava waste and we don't know how we got here. What's the answer? Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes, its leaves stay green. And I think this is the most important line to me. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. Our life as a parish comes from the Lord. It comes from our communion with him. It comes from our relationship with Jesus Christ and our reception of Jesus in the sacraments. Right? That's the stream that we're planted next to. And if we continue to draw our life from that stream, a stream, by the way, which flows, which is always changing and always growing, if we continue to draw our life from that stream, we don't have to worry about anything because he will continue to give us life. We will continue to grow. Our leaves will always be green. And even if a drought comes, right, even if something drastic changes in Laconor itself, in the world, I don't know. I can't tell the future. But we don't have to worry about it because we are connected to the stream that's Jesus Christ. We are connected to the God that has so much planned for us, that is drawing us into his own divine life. We should worry about nothing. Now, what's my challenge? My challenge is that you pray. I don't want this to be a mechanical process or a human process. I want this to be a process rooted in Jesus Christ. And so we have a very good pastoral council. We have people on that council who are working very hard and very diligently to help us ask, what does God have prepared for our parish? And to help us go through this process. But this is a community process. And specifically, it's a community process because Christ is a body. We are the body of Christ. We are all in this together. We are all trying to grow toward Jesus together. And so, eight people, or however many are on the council, eight people praying, eight people asking for the will of God, is not as powerful as 150 people asking what the will of God is. And so, I really, 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 really need you to bring this to prayer. To ask Jesus, Lord, I love my parish. Lord, I love what I've gotten from my parish. I love everything about my parish. But I also know that you have so much more planned for us. What is it? Lord, where are you calling us? And then, to talk to your pastoral council members about it. Bring that to them. Help them know the fruits of your prayer and discernment. Help them know where your energies and passions lie. Help them know your needs. As members of the parish, what do you need to grow closer to Jesus, right? That's what we care about, right? I don't necessarily care about filling the pews. Filling the pews is a, is a result of something that's greater spiritually. What I care about is helping every individual who walks through our doors, whether that's five individuals or 200 individuals, every individual that walks through our doors to grow closer to Jesus Christ. And I need to know what we have to do to help you grow toward him to help you continue to grow in your spiritual life so you don't become complacent, so you don't find yourself on a lava waste, but instead view yourself as that tree that's constantly fed. Now, in my own discernment with the community, I have my own kind of conclusions. And I'm offering them to you not because I want them to be normative, not because this is the conclusion I want you to come to, 
but because I want you to see my own discernment so that you can have your own discernment. In my mind, wherever God is calling our parish, I think it's going to be marked by two marks, two categories. The first is that I think it's going to be Christocentric. I think it's going to be heavily, heavily focused on Jesus. And that's partly because of our second reading today. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is in vain. We have a lot of good things going for us here. But nothing we do is going to matter if it's not centered on the resurrection, if it's not centered on Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Because as the world changes around us, people look for community in a lot of different places, right? I know a lot of millennials who don't go to church because they're like, what's the point? What's different about church than, say, hanging out with my friends and going to brunch on Sunday, right? If we focus on things which we are legitimately very, very good at, right, like community, but it's not rooted in the resurrection, eventually it's going to fall away. So I think wherever Jesus is calling us, it's going to be focused on him, and it's going to be focused on somehow his resurrection, that great act where he defeated sin and death. Somehow I think that's going to play in. Second, I think it's going to be focused on others, God has given our parish so many beautiful gifts. And the question is always, what is the purpose of these gifts, right? Why are we strong? Why do we have good community? Why do we have good stewardship? What's the point? My study of Christ and where he calls people and, and where the church is headed and everything that we know in our tradition is, is that Jesus always gives us gifts for the sake of the mission, for the sake of others, right? Those of us who are blessed to be economically stable We're given that for the sake of raising a good family and also for the sake of serving those around us who are marginalized, socioeconomically or otherwise. I think the potential of this parish that we all know, the potential of this parish that we all feel every time we come in, I think Jesus has prepared us to do something great in the world. We can focus on our own programs for our own strength, and I think we have to, because we have to maintain that strength. We can focus on improving what happens here at 9.30 on Sunday, right? And again, I don't like complacency, so everything is a growth mindset. But I think if God is calling us to grow anywhere, it's going to be, how can we take all of the beautiful things he's given us and bring them out into the world? Use them to evangelize Laconer. Use them to evangelize Anacortes, because I know half of you live there too, right? Like, that's fine. But use these gifts for the sake of helping other people find Jesus Christ. For the sake of helping other people know the love of Jesus Christ. Sometimes through preaching the gospel, sometimes through acts of justice. But I just have this impression that we have all of this potential built up, and God is ready to break down the dam. And he's ready to throw us out into the world. But I don't know what it looks like yet. So I need you to pray. I need you to talk to each other. I need you to talk to your parish council. I need you to ask Jesus Christ, Lord, I love my parish of Sacred Heart McConnor. How are you calling us here to grow closer to you and to carry out your mission in the world?